The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have everything to do with life, and if you don't hear them, you can't live without them. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus, is coming back sooner than you think, we hope, before this show's over. Life lessons for our faith that we could actually use. Some of us will. We will actually be builders upon our faith. Some will just sit there and go, huh? Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? I'll let you know on the 28th. (laughs) That's what I'll let you know. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen. We don't know what we're doing, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you, so here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian, going through the process of trying to help others and others asking you to help them and then recognizing, I don't have all the answers. I know him who does have all the answers. I would really like to make this connection to put people together who who need answers with him who does have the answer. Help me, Lord. That kind of stuff. Hey, if you've got any questions, any thoughts, if you have a comment or an opinion, if you've got something you want to share, a praise report, a prayer request, you are welcome to participate in this show. If you want to just sit there and listen, you are welcome to do that. If you want to shut the radio off, you are welcome to do that, too. You're very welcome here, aren't you? Uh, If you want to reach out to us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that phone call to 972-445-0770, It's just like getting a bonus check at work because you get to talk to Captain Chris. And then you will be... Notice how we use the phrasing like, not actually getting. All right. Also, you can text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Please don't call that number, but you can text that number throughout the show. 214-210-8483. And you can email us during the show. It is It does work. My dollar $18, $18 Chromebook went from $1.19 to $1.18 because it crashed the other day. 
Uh, you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. It's also david at hemustincrease.org, unless you forget that. I'm going to send you off to the website. A couple things to remind you about that I think are important. Please keep in mind that is a place to give. We ask you to participate as best you can in the ministry and giving. Look, what a man sows, that shall he also reap. That doesn't change. We hope you are doing that with your home-based fellowship first, because we think that's important. And then if the Lord puts it upon your heart to give or participate with us, whatever that is, awesome. If not, awesome. You can still pray for us. That's definitely permitted. And so we would ask you to participate in any of those fashions. Plus, if you have a praise report or a prayer request, that's a great place to bring them. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. <laughs> I still want to identify. Rubber band? What about a rubber band? Would that be a rubber band? Doing like that? Trampling? Okay. Uh, a couple things to update you on. We're going to pray for Ukraine in just a second. I do want to let people know, and I, I don't share this often, uh, number one, moi, I think moi means me, right? Is that moi, moi? I don't know why that, that is that though. Yeah. His name is moi. Uh, I go, uh, Noel and I going through a lot of spiritual warfare. We have a feeling it's connected to Houston. We don't know for sure. Uh, so just keep us in prayer for the Lord to cover us. I will let you know our water situation got completely resolved by grace, and a few other things happened, came along at the same time by grace, and we just say all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. I don't do that good a job of loving him, but I'm definitely doing a good job of receiving all things work together for good, <laughs> so I will stand in that. Uh, additionally, I would like the audience to lift up my eldest son, that is Joshua, he called me today, and he's going through an important decision in his life, and this decision has to do with business and work, and so he uh, he's a little frustrated where he's at, and he's been praying for the Lord to give him some wisdom, and he's uh, settling into a, uh, a, a, a month-long prayer time to try and figure out what it is the Lord wants, because he doesn't want to upend his family. I would just ask you to lift him up before the Lord. Just one of those cool things. You can say, hey, don't forget Dave's son. Give him wisdom. He needs wisdom. He knows where to get it from, but he also has enough sense to get some counsel and so on. So please do me a favor and pray for my son, Josh, just that he'll get on track. Let's pray for Ukraine real fast, and then we'll get into the teaching. Father, we come before you right now, and as I've looked at everything that I can figure out, here's what I have determined, and forgive me for where I'm wrong. But mankind apart from you is a mess. And we need your grace and your healing. And we need your mercy in a situation that is potentially very explosive. And all the while, people are being killed, murdered, wounded, destroyed. And we know that it's your desire for life to be abundant. And we pray for these people that you would keep them safe. And you would bring an end to this madness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, so that's my way of saying I don't know what's going on, but I just need God to step in and change it all. That's the goal. 
Okay. Well, we are on Tuesday, right? We're pretty yeah, okay. Uh, that means if we're on Tuesday, we're in Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, and we're at a very important part for those of us who have been a Christian for more than a couple of weeks, maybe those of us who have been a Christian for a couple of decades, maybe those of us who have been a Christian for, I don't know, half a century or more. Pretty important stuff when we come into Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. So here we go. Here's what Jesus said. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. It is one thing in all of our lives to do things that are right, do things that we believe the Lord wants us to do in a right and righteous fashion. That's good. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a good thing. It's another thing to practice our righteousness in front of others as though it's a performance for them that you are giving them, and it's like a play and you're the star of the play, and you're just acting it out because you have no real heart feelings, you have no real connections, and you're doing it because you know it makes you look good. That's what Jesus is talking about. Sometimes when the Lord says something in Scripture, people can go way, 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 way far over. And in this case, he's saying, look, don't be practicing righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Do righteous, be righteous, walk in righteousness, but not with a spotlight behind you that goes, looky here, looky here. The problem there is that the practice of righteousness becomes the purpose of why they're doing that. Not love, not devotion, not commitment to the Lord, but to be seen. That becomes the purpose. Not whether or not you you do good works unto men because it's the right thing to do. But in this case, Jesus is talking about people that are doing it to be seen. That is not what the Lord wants of us. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. You want to hear something really powerful? The Lord says, you know how much credit you get with God? Zero. Well, well, no, wait a minute. I did these righteous acts. And the Lord's response is, yes, you did them to be seen. You were seen. That's your reward. Congratulations. Nothing of eternity not going to work out for you. That doesn't mean you're going to hell. What it means is that's not the purpose. That's not the kingdom way to go about things. You don't practice righteousness to be seen by others because then you are living for the praises of others. And one thing that Christians have to hammer down before they get anywhere else is that we always live for the author, not the audience. We live to honor the King of Kings. We do so to reflect Jesus Christ, but we do it out of a passion and a desire to serve. If Jesus wanted everybody just to see him and not to pursue after him when he was born, there would have been 10,000 angels standing right next to him. They would have inserted him on a throne. They all would have had swords and trumpets, and everybody would have said, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And that would have been the end of it. But he didn't. He was born in the capacity of a manger, and in his humility of birth, People had to find him by pursuing for him.
don't be a fake righteous person. Don't be a fake righteous dude or dudette. Be a genuine, I live it because I love the Lord Christian. Okay? All right. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Take a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, six grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree of theological studies and is involved in a Ph.D. program. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life, culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. Job, I want to read Job 325. I don't want anybody looking. I know that the teachings in the church and being a, 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 a Baptist, somebody who's got a Baptist ordination, a Pentecost ordination, somebody who's, who's who understands what Calminian means, understands what the manifold millennialist is. I, I get it. I really do. I, I've been around for a little while. I just— when you're hearing scripture, you don't have to put all the scriptures you hear in certain boxes so they fit your uh, motif of a theology. Sometimes you can just look at it and observe it and go right for it and review it. And Job chapter 3, verse 25, one of the things that Job said is, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. There's a whole teaching on it's because your confession wasn't good. I don't think that had anything to do with it. I think God was bragging about Job to Satan. Job didn't know that was going on. That's obvious. But there he is. God's bragging about him. And what Job is like going is like, this is the worst thing that I could think of. And that happens to people. Believers. Good believers. Great believers. Fantastic believers. Lousy believers. Believers. And everybody else. It's something that takes place. Sometimes bad things come about in the process. That doesn't mean that God hates you. That doesn't. First of all, the world has rebelled against God and lies in wickedness. So it's not God's fault that the world said, eh, we'll run this planet without you. We'll let you know. I mean, that's not God's fault. He's not the one that did that. People did that. And so the idea to understand is that sometimes these tough things happen. The great thing to know is that God has not left and went to Pluto while you're going through these things. In this particular case, in Job, it was completely the opposite of what Job thought because God was bragging about him, and Job thought he was in some kind of trouble or some kind of judgment. Hey, guess what? Job was wrong. Something else was going on altogether, which is often the case. Oh, 
Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here you go with your first trivia question. True or false? Gives you a 50-50 shot. True or false? John the Baptist said, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the coming wrath. True or false? True or false? There should be a show like that, right? Like, you know, like the mystery shows on mysteries, unsolved mysteries. There should be a true or false. We gotta get a sound like that, right? True or false? Uh, Johnny B said, "You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath?" If you think you you know the answer, call in nine seven two four four five. 0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can also send an email, David, at he must increase.org. In the meantime, we will do our DNA, which is very important to function in. As you know, more news is coming. And then I did find out today by a special source that there's more news coming later this week and then next week. Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? More news coming. Later this week, and even also next week. So get get ready for more news. Okay, <laughs> you like that? Where are you getting this stuff, man? This is this is hot off the presses between the heavenlies and the earthlies. <laughs> I have a source. <laughs> That's all I want to say. Top men. Top. Anyway, uh, let's do our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. Every day that you can draw closer, you are better for it. Just simple as that. N, never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Don't be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. The world is lying continually, and it, it is often under the influence of Satan, who's the father of lies. Be aware of that. And then A, always be ready... To serve. To serve, which means your brain is not focused just inwardly. It's not that you completely ignore yourself, but that you are aware of whatever the Lord doth require, does want from you, want to be sensitive to the Lord, and other people that he brings into your life so that you can be a vehicle, a vessel of God's blessing, his love, his grace, his mercy. That's what we call our DNA. D, draw closer to the Lord daily, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words, and A, always be ready to serve. That's the attitude we ought to have. That's how we should be functioning every day. Okay, we have somebody who's ready to answer the trivia question? Okay, I'm leaning, I'm leaning. This is David, who am I talking to? Hey, David, this is Ken. Hey, how are you? It's another beautiful day in paradise. It is another. It is a really nice day, I got to say, especially after the, uh, the we had a lot of hail last night. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yay, we're done with that for now. <laughs> so I was happy about that. Um, okay, classic question, true or false? John the Baptist said, you brood of vipers who warned you to flee from the coming wrath. That would be false. Or? Or it could be true. That's the one we wanted! (laughs) (laughs) 
That's in Luke. You know, I'm never wrong when I call to answer those questions, David. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're more than welcome. It's Luke 37. He told them. And what's really funny is that he called them a brood of vipers. Jesus also called them a brood of vipers. It's like that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, no, but that's like that's like that was in Matthew 23 when Jesus did it. That's like calling them a bag of snakes. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, there's like 50 percent credit on that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's why I flipped over to the oar. <laughs> well, who, who said it first? I guess, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. That's yeah. right. Good okay. job, though. That, that was great, though, that you did it that way. You were thinking about it, and processing it. Good job. Excellent. Sometimes I. This is the first year I'm reading the chronological uh, Bible, and so trying to get it all in, line it all out. Uh, I'm just cute. I'm not that. <laughs> You know what? What's awesome about that is that, again, when that comes up in your future, you'll be like going, I know this answer. Well, you know what? It'll be it'll be it'll be Jesus and they'll have been thinking of another scripture. So either way, they'll say, well, you're wrong. And I'm like, oh, well, or it's the or or I'll have to throw the or in there and yep, see what they say. That's the key. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right, brother. Good job. Well, that's what makes you clever, the or. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like it. All right, brother. Thank you very much. Have a blessed day. All right. You too. God bless. Bye. Bye. All right. <laughs> yeah, we have a little fun. It's okay to have It's okay to smile. I know. People are like, oh, you can't smile. Well, then God made you funny because somehow you're able to. So, okay. Uh, so we'll go back to the text. I use a little bit of sigh in this, a little bit of reservation, because I want you to understand what I'm trying to say. I just want to be careful about it, okay? I want to be careful on how I tell you this, but I have to tell you, because it's not up to me to say, well, I'm going to preach this part, not this part. No, that's not going to happen. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1, and we're going to run it through to verse 2, and then uh, you'll see why we're doing this. Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. Hmm. Verse 2. So whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and on the streets— to be applauded by people. Okay, there's so much in this. People don't realize how much in this. Okay, let me let me back this up. Jesus says, don't be hypocrites like those in the synagogue, that'd be the religious circles, on the streets, that would be the marketplace, the regular places, right? Those are the two places he's talking about. Don't be a hypocrite, somebody who's kind of putting on a mask, right? Doing it all to be seen, acting, doing the whole thing to be understood by other people as doing it. And Jesus says, when you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you give, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue on the streets, to be applauded by people. So I'm going to say this, and I know— Well, I'll get about 20 emails, and it's too bad because I didn't write this. I'm not the author of this. This is what Jesus said. But we have in our society billionaires and millionaires that have gotten on the air and told people, I have given a million dollars to this cause. They go on 
Facebook or they go on, well, I don't even know all the social medias anymore. So they go on uh, Tweak Talk or whatever that is, or I have no idea. And whatever that uh, uh, Dither thing or Twitter thingy is and all that other stuff. And they tell people and they announce it like it's a billboard, but they say, oh, I'm just doing this for this reason because I want them all to be well. That is exactly what Jesus is talking about, announcing the giving. Now, I have a lot of respect for a lot of people in the industry of television and a lot of disrespect for a lot of people in the industry of television and radio. But there are a few of them, some of my uh, people that I really like, that would tell everybody how much they're giving to charity so that everybody can know how much they gave to charity. That's exactly what Jesus is talking about. He said, don't do that. If you're going to give, give. Great. Right? You don't give to the point where you go, see? <laughs> see what I did? That's wrong. And the problem there is that in our society, every, we had a the remember the millionaires challenge. Have you ever heard of the millionaires challenge where the mi millionaires were like, "I'm giving away a million dollars. Who else will give away a million dollars like I'm giving?" <laughs> See, stop that. Okay, not that we don't want you to give. Stop being a jerk about it. <laughs> Just give it. Oh, uh, my mistake. You're not doing that unto the Lord. You're doing that to get the applause of men. Oh, I'm sorry. And you see, that's a problem. And I think most people think, well, no, no, you should be updated. You know what doesn't have to be updated? How much somebody gave in a commercial. <laughs> in a commercial that airs 50,000 times. We gave this. We gave this. We gave this. Why don't you just be quiet and give instead of trying to get props for it? That's what I'm talking about. And you think, gosh, that's really harsh. No, this is our society. This is part of the problem. People get into places of, of position, power, fame, money, and they just tell everybody, look how great I am. Hey, here's the reality check that everybody better catch and better catch it quicker because I just you just know the judgment of the Lord's coming. You're entitled to nothing. You're worth nothing outside of what God declares you to be worth. You are owed nothing. There is none of that. You're lucky to breathe one breath, let alone a million breaths. And when you give, you're only giving from that which God has supplied to you because you never would have got it without God's help in the first place. So maybe you ought to be pointing to the Lord and not to yourself. I don't know. Call me crazy, but I would not call me on this and ask me about this because I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> See why? Because I'm bragging about how mad I am. Get it? Okay. When you give, don't make an announcement. Give as unto the Lord. Next week, we'll talk about the ridiculousness of not letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing, understanding that that was a figurative of figure of speech and not a literal, but we'll deal with that next week. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Taking a short break, then we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind, destroying Everyone and everything 
This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. Who is David Spoon? We have on the line Tina from Elko. And Tina, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you doing today? What? I am doing great. One, the, is this the first time you've heard the show? No, I listen to you every time I get into my car when I leave my job. Ah, awesome. Thank you very much. Is there anything that we can be praying for just to be in agreement with you regarding anything that the Lord's working on in you? Yeah, there okay. is. Okay, fire away. Um, first of all, I'd like to see my family's hearts turn. Second of all, I am not putting God first and... I'm not being obedient in certain ways. Let me sum it up a little bit. I have a boyfriend. Okay. I should answer it. So I really need prayer to get back on track with God. Okay. Let me pray with you, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we just come before you right now, and we lift up Tina to you, and we ask you right now in the name of Jesus that uh, first and foremost you would work on her family's hearts, that uh, there'd be a softening, and that there would be a grace and a mercy given uh, to the family and uh, between the relationship that Tina has with the family, and we just pray that your mercy would prevail, and we just pray that you would encourage her. Instead of this being a discouragement, let this become an encouragement that she is a daughter of the Most High seeking out help from her Heavenly Father. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.